Welcome back to another episode of the Arizona Rattlers Coaches Show, presented by Victus Health. Science you can trust, relief you can feel. Victus, the official training room sponsor of the Arizona Rattlers. Hi again, everyone. Chris Cato here with you alongside Rattlers wide receivers coach Rod Windsor. Coach, welcome to the Coaches Show. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Coach Windsor needs no introduction to Rattler Nation, but for those who don't know, his IFL resume includes three world championships, AFL Rookie of the Year, and the 2009 Offensive Player of the Year Award. Not to mention two of those championships came right here in the snake pit, and he also played two years in the NFL. Coach, you ready to do this? Oh, yeah. Let's get it going. All right. Looking at this past week, it was most definitely a statement win by the Rattlers at home versus the Storm. Arizona crushed Sioux Falls 59-33 to and is on top of the standings for the fifth straight week. Coach, playoffs are looming now. What did you learn about your team after Saturday night's win? Well, you know, just coming off a loss from uh, Massachusetts, you know, they came in to practice this week and they was, they was, you know, hungry. They was ready to get back on the field, you know, get in film and watch the tape. And they were just ready to get back out there. And you can see it on their face, you know, and, uh, and the intensity in practice, you can see it. So it just carried over to the game and it was exciting for them, you know, to come out with a win. You know, it's no secret that, that Drew Powell, is, he's special, right? 24 touchdowns on the ground already this season, an IFL lead. He broke his personal best from 2018 last week, and he is only 284 yards away from breaking the IFL QB single season rushing record that he set at 945 yards back in 2018 with the Barnstormers as well. Coach, why is Powell assimilated so well into this system? Man, he's just a difference maker. I mean, I think he'll be, you know, well in any system he plays in. But uh, here, you know, um, he comes and works hard, and uh, we hold him accountable, you know. And so he's taking control of the offense, and he's handling business, and and it's showing on the field. You know, um, his athleticism, everything he do, everything he brings to the table is is showing. And um, we see it in practice every day. And he comes to practice, he comes to work, and um, it's good to see him translate that you know, to the field. Ernesto Lacayo, special team to ace, eight for eight in PATs last week, one for one in field goals. That was good good enough to take home the Defensive Player of the Week honors from the IFL for week 15. It's been said by by multiple coaches around the building players that, that his professionalism is just something that exudes from him. How important is it in indoor football to have a kicker like him with the mentality that he has? Well, you know, he's a veteran guy. You know, he's been around. He's played, you know, in multiple leagues, and he's been successful. And um, that's what he's doing. He's just carrying it over to, you know, our organization. So he's coming in. He's coming to work. You know, he's coming being friendly with the guys. He's being a leader. And um, it carries over, and it's showing on the field. Like I said, man, he comes to work, comes and be professional. He comes to talk to everybody. He does a good job. So it's, it's, it's good to have him around. Now, we talked about Paul Lacayo, the defense, Winfrey, with what I thought, you know, you don't want to say game-changing interception, but in, in that moment of the game, as far as getting that possession and being able to really take it to the team, that was huge. He also had a, about a one-yard yak out there where he kind of lost a little bit of his lunch uh, that I was able to see for the rest of the football game. That was my favorite moment in the aspect if you have a player that, that obviously isn't feeling the best, but but still giving you know a, a top-tier performance all the way around. What was your favorite moment of uh, Saturday night? Well, just 
you know, seeing the guys come out and letting them carry over from practice. You know, they came in, like I said earlier, you know, they came in to work and it carried over to the game. And as you can see, they came out, you know, in all phases of the game, we came out and, and punched them in the mouth. And um, the whole game, man, we just kept our foot on the gas pedal and, and it showed. So, I mean, it really wasn't, you know, a single moment in that game that uh, that I can point out. It was the whole game. It was just a good collective effort from our team. And especially rebounding from from the Massachusetts road loss, uh, one that, um, you know, all, all around the building and inside the practice facility it was really felt in the gut uh, and the aspect of we didn't bring our best football uh, and, and this week we really need to prove to ourselves that, that we are the team that deserves to be on top. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, anytime you're coming off a loss and uh, being the top team that we are in this league, it kind of, you know, trickles through the whole building, you know, from, you know, the coaches, the players, trainers. I mean, you kind of feel it. So you come in and you come and set the standard, you know, you come and try to change stuff up. You watch film and try to get the guy to come rally, you know, and practice hard. And um, man, it's good to see, man. Now transitioning uh, into this weekend, it's back to the snake pit again to welcome the 5-5 five and five at Duke City Gladiators this Saturday at 6.05 p.m. And the Gladiators themselves, they're coming off a huge 68-61 to 61 victory at home versus Spokane last weekend. For Duke City, they continue to rely on this passing attack that, that has won pretty much every football game that they've won this season. And it sports the IFL's top passing offense at 197.9 yards per game. But on the flip side, they're hampered by the worst rushing offense in the league at 33.5 yards per game so what I want to know coach is all that's running through Nate Davis the quarterback what's the plan to slow him down well you know you just you know you got to come in and, and you know you got to get a good pass rush you know you get a good pass rush and and you know get play a little tight coverage on their receivers and make it you know the windows hard for them to throw and make it difficult for them you know to, to sit back there and hold the ball that's something you can't let him do because uh if you sit back there and let him hold the ball man he'll pick you apart he He's a, he's a great passer in this league. Um, I don't know about the run game very much, but uh, he's, he's throwing the ball very well right now if you let him sit back there. So I think, you know, we bring a little pressure, you know, with our defensive line and, you know, play a little tighter defense and make their receivers work for everything. I think we'll, we'll, we'll you know, have a successful night. And that comes down to that defensive line. I mean, it's obvious when you hear, you know, you need you need to seal your edges. You need to make sure that, you know, you're, you're really staying inside yourself. What is it about our defensive line that, that says that when you tell those football players this week more than any other week, you need to be on top of it that they're going to execute? Well, I think every week, you know, we come into the game where we try, you trying to win. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that new. I mean, I think they come in every week and, and you know, perform. You know, that we ask every guy on our team to come in and perform every single, you know, day, actually. You know, um, we evaluating every day. And, uh, man, just having the guys come in and work, you know, the D-line, I mean, they, 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 they answer the bell, man. They competing to play every week. <laughs> we got a, you know, deep defensive line. So they come in, it's, it's competition. They practice every single day. So, I mean, I think they'll, you know, answer the bell when they come this weekend. IFL, middle of the pack on down. Again, rosters flip like hotcakes towards the end of the season. What you've seen on film, how has Duke City improved from week one to where they are now? You know, they uh, they look like a different team. You know, they look like they're coming together as a unit. 
you know, uh, I think the coaching change helped them a lot. Um, you can see different things they're doing in the, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they they running the ball a lot more. You know, it's a little more discipline on the offense. And um, defensively, you know, they, they, playing, they playing okay. You know, I mean, it's going to be holes, but, I mean, they're getting better. You know, every team's going to get better down the stretch. And they just making, you know, uh, decisions and down the stretch where they're trying to make their team better. And, um, I mean, it's showing. All right, let's transition into the final part of our episode, Coach. Some questions I had teed up for Coach K last week. Really would love to get your take on them as well. So here we go. Who is your coaching mentor, and how has that person affected your career? Well, to be honest with you, man, um, I, I didn't really think about, you know, the coaching aspect of the game. You know, once I was done playing, I was I was I didn't really think about it much. And uh, you know, KG coach guy called me one day and you know, he asked me to come and intern, kinda come and help during training camp back in 2018 and I kind of had fun with it. He asked me to come back for the next year for the whole season. And, you know, it was kind of rough, you know, kind of trying to figure out, you know, coaching and and all that. And it got to a point, you know, where I'm like, okay, you got to start thinking about, you know, life after football because I still had playing in my mind, you know, and uh, I still had a player mentality. And, you know, just sitting here watching these guys, man, Coach Guy and Connie and Jernigan, you know, just being around those guys and they, them giving me the opportunity, you know, to come in and learn the game and learn how to be a coach and learn from them. I think all three of those guys, you know, are are, are kind of the coaches, you know, that kind of helped me out through. Because, I mean, it's the only coaches that i really been around. And, um, yeah, they, they kind of got me got me going. So now IFL players, and I've, I've received a ton of inbox mail from players looking to get on this team uh, through social media and then talk to a ton of players that, that are really striving for that next step to, to be able to go to the NFL from someone who's been there. What's your advice to those players that are looking to do that? Man, to be honest, you just got to stand out. You got to be a, a different guy. You can't be an average guy. You know, NFL are not looking for average guys. You know, they're looking for guys that can come in and contribute, um, especially special teams. Uh, you got to be a good – if you're on the bottom end of a roster and you a free agent guy or a guy just sitting around, you got to be a great special teams player. Like, you got to come in and – and, and, and take special team series or whatever opportunity you get, whether it's IFL or any other league, Canada. If you tr- got aspirations of trying to make it to the NFL, you got to take special team series. I mean, that's that's that was that was the main reason that I didn't you know stay in the NFL long enough. You know, special teams. I mean, any guy asks me, I'm gonna tell him. I mean, <laughs> you got to be a demon on special team. So if you come take special team series and do what you got to do, I mean, you 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 can get a shot. Last question. You know, in coaching and playing, everybody has somebody that that's really close to them. Uh, that that's really you know that that fortitude that, that helps them get through those moments that, that are difficult. Those you know, either the first person you call when things are good. Uh, who's that person in your life? 
Yeah, it was it was it was my grandma. I mean, my grandma, she she was a big influence in my life. Big influence of me continuing pro sports because I I wasn't going to play. You know, I was done after college. I was going to join the military. And my grandma, she just she wanted me to pursue sports. And she was like, "You got opportunity. You know, you 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 you're a good enough athlete. You know, I want to see you try to make it somewhere." And uh you know, she passed away in 2012. But she got a chance to see me make it to the NFL, so that was that was a big big thing for her. And um, I mean, now you know, I kind of I kind of think about her when I'm doing things, you know. But right now, I really don't have you know a person. But my gr- my grandma was the biggest biggest influence in my life. That's more than special, Coach. Shout out to Grandma in Heaven. I'm sure she's going to be rooting for a Rattlers victory this weekend. That's going to do it for this edition. And as always, the Arizona Rattlers Coaches Show has been presented by Victus Health. For Rod Windsor, I'm Chris Cadell. Have a great rest of your week.